Hello everybody, it's your boy Luchi Lone Wolf. Now before we start the show, I just want to give a little PSA. Right now, the Gather the Juggalos, everybody is really wanting to perform there, including our own KMKL's co-owner, Timmy B. So right now, I want everybody, all my listeners, even people that's on my Facebook and all social media sites, to make sure you request Timmy B from KMKL to Gathering of the Juggalos at uh, at Outlook.com. Let me say that again because I kind of messed up. But Gathering of the Juggalos at Outlook.com. Make sure y'all send a request over there. That means go to your emails, go to that little site, make sure you let them know, say, hey, look, we want Timmy B to perform because, man, listen, his performance is awesome. Make sure y'all go to it. I'm going to say it one last time. Gathering of the Juggalos at Outlook.com. That means go to your emails and send it to them. Let's see my boy perform at the Gathering of the Juggalos, man. Let's make it happen. Do it for me. Do it for KMKL. If you are a big fan or a big supporter, let's make it happen. Again, the website again. Not even the website. The email again is Gathering of the Juggalos at Outlook.com. Make sure y'all go ahead and let them know they want Timmy B to perform at the Gathering of the Juggalos. What it do? It's your boy Lucha Long Wolf in the building. What? What's up, everybody? It's your boy Tudang and the South. You already know. Com slash is our game over records. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, tonight we are back at it again with that Wolf Bites podcast. Bark. And when I say bark, bark. that this past weekend was oh, insane, man. this past weekend was insane. Bro, it was it was slapping, dude? It's it, it put in the meaning of slap. It did slap. <laughs> that shit was tight. It was <laughs> before and after, bro. The after effect. <laughs> so you know, like as a comedian, Chris Rock had a tight five with with those hands. Will Smith had a tight five. You know oh what God! I mean? Oh God! Chris Chris Rock took five. Will Smith gave five. That's the fives of comedy. That whole thing is insane. One because Chris Rock took it so good. And two, um, just the amount of the amount of just publicity that I know we were kind of discussing it a little bit before, but uh, just how the Oscars was literally about to die, and this is like, you know, not just like two very minor celebrities, but for it to be two of some of the biggest, you know, names, I guess you could say. Well, I'd say technically the biggest names about ten years. They're still relevant. They are, but. Well, still household household names. They're yeah. definitely household names. So that that to me is insane. I was about to say, cause I'm like, yeah, them niggas still doing shit. <laughs> I think Chris, yeah. <laughs> I think Chris Rock definitely now um directs and kind of just has like, I mean, he he because well, he did the song. He movie. acted in Spiral. Yeah, yeah, which was awesome. Didn't he also help? Did he help produce that? Yes. Or was that just okay? I yeah, so. he, he was he also was, a producer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he's just a lot of doing a lot more of that now. Which is um, cool. No, yeah, like Chris Rock's friend. awesome. Yeah. Well, he's still doing stand up too. I mean, he's been heavy on stand up and all that. Apparently, it shows the tickets sold out because of the whole Oscar thing. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet this is honestly great for him publicity wise. Well, in a, in a negative and positive way. Well, as far as like, they always say, you know, bad press is still like good press in the aspect that he he'll get more uh, tickets sold. It's like um, the whole Louis C.K. masturbation thing that happened. Everyone is saying, oh, this is cancel culture, blah blah blah. But like, he had literally like multiple sold out shows because his name kind of got put back on the radar. Would, you know, you can't you can't necessarily say if that didn't happen, he wouldn't still have the sold out shows. But I'm sure it contributed to a capacity. Yeah, yeah. But um, what's crazy about it is because a lot of people are saying they wouldn't expect Will to do that. My opinion is stop looking at everybody as a good person. I mean. We all have good people with good hearts and everything. But when you push somebody to that point, I mean, you don't know what a person is thinking about, you know, in the inside or or what they feel. Because, you know, I, when all the crazy stuff happened between him and Jada, where she was talking about the dude that she was messing with and whatnot, you know, who knows what he was thinking of. Maybe he wanted to probably put up a front or whatnot, or they probably talked and this still kind of stuff in your head because you ever had a conversation with somebody and they sit there and they say something to you and just sticks to you and you're just like 
why the hell did they say that? You know, it's like why, like why is it that they say that? And you just yeah. kind of destruct, kind of just sticking your head. And it's not like it's something that you just want to jump at, but just something that just make you be like, like really, they really said that, you know? And like, I don't know what was in his mindset. Well, it's like weird because he laughed initially. If yeah, you watch yeah, the video, yeah. it's like he initially like laughed, and then Jada said something to him, and then after that, he you know he did something. I'm yeah. not even saying it was her. I don't know what she said. I'm not saying she was like, oh, slap that motherfucker. You know, no. I don't know. But no, I think what happened was, in my theory, because I've seen all the evidence. I saw even the the part where she even laughed when he slapped Rock. Um, and all that. I think what might have happened was. They were probably probably months ahead of time or whatnot. She probably told you know told him about the news about the alipoxia or whatnot, and it kind of stuck to his mind like, well, damn, she might end up you know like she might be depressed or whatnot because you know if you have a significant other, you don't know what their mindset is going with. And sometimes you know people feel a certain way or feel self conscious with their head or whatnot or whatever. And then the guy is trying to protect them because they don't want anything bad happening. So it probably a lot of that was built onto Will. And then once that, once he said that, you know, joke or whatnot, you know, he laughed it off. He will say, okay, whatever. And then kind of looked over at his wife. I don't think she said anything. He probably just looked over and saw she was, wasn't really feeling it. And then that's when he got up and said, okay, fuck it. You know, this is my wife. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And whatever. And, you know, a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people have different theories, different craziness about it. But my biggest thing about it, because I, I mean, I don't want to get into that, but my biggest takeaway of it is, is that it sucks that a lot of people will um, demonize Will because of his expression. And yes, I agree. He should not did that. He should just like pull him off the side and say, hey, man, don't, you know, whatever. He should have that in the first place. Yeah. But when it's to the point where, and we've been, I've told this to so many people, it's like when you push somebody to that point, whether it's the smallest joke or whatnot, you don't know when that breaking point is. And it's always good to just whatever, and if you're going to joke with that person, just slightly, and then, you know, go on to next. But if it's to something that you don't know what they're thinking or whatever, I mean, you gotta really be aware of that, man. And I just—I feel like I f- kind of find it interesting the aspect that uh, you could almost juxtapose this the the, the David Ch- Chappelle incident. Yeah. But it's really interesting that I've seen a lot of people like behind Will. Not that I'm saying you shouldn't be behind Will. Yeah. But I would assume a lot of those people are probably also like in the transgender aspect, really didn't give a shit, so they were more on the boat of like, oh, well, he's just telling jokes. Like you should be able to joke about whatever. Yeah. But now people are like, oh, but like. You're talking about like her alopecia, like that's really rude. That's that's bad. And it's like, well, what's the what's the standard of differentiating the two? What makes making fun of a broad group of people as a whole like okay for something they can't help versus like making fun of like one woman? Which you know, I'm not saying either's right, but it's interesting. It's an interesting difference. Also, since all this has come out, they've come out with multiple like videos and interviews. It's like she had literally one where she when she fully discussed the issue, she was like, I don't care, I've accepted it basically like you know i don't care if people make fun of me about it it is what it is and that was like a couple months ago yeah so i mean you have these realms of spectrum to where it's like well you know is it like uh is it a will emotional thing in terms of like everyone is aware of all of the you know like the relationship stuff and um i'm pretty sure it was a female um it was jada hooked up with like augusta but it was a chick I think it was a chick on chick well didn't she, no, 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 no she no, also hooked that. up with tupac um right that was before yeah. will was that no? That was. But she was dating Tupac before she was with Will. Smith. Well, they were friends, and they she really wanted to try to be with him, like. But she was dating Will at the time, but yo, yo. it was like early stages of that. But so she was dating Will when they hooked up with when she when hooked they, up with when, Tupac. Well, then they were close. They weren't like they weren't together. They were they officially married. an item. They, okay. they were more like, like the talking were, phase. Yeah, they were more like best friends. Okay, they okay. were actually be- both of them are actually best friends okay. during that time. So yeah. I don't want to say they hooked up. They were best friends, and she was like, you know, if. But while Tupac was doing his stuff and busy and all that, that's when she was with Will. And that's when she was like, you know, she kind of had conflictions of either being with Pac or Will, but Pac told her straight up, like, nah, like, you know, you're with this dude, you know, you, 
you know, you focus on them or whatnot. I got a lot of shit going on with my life and everything. And then, of course, when he died and everything that, you know, she went on with, with Will and all that. But Did she cheat on Will during the course of the actual relationship? Was there another entanglement besides the – or was the two-box thing the entanglement? No. The entanglement was the, the Augusta, the chick thing. The, no, no, she was with uh, – August Alcina is a guy. Really? Yeah. So August Alcina was actually Jaden Smith's uh, best friend. So she, Jaden's she, best friend. Yeah, Jaden Smith's best friend. So her son's best friend. Yeah, so her son's best friend, and they had, you know, they kind of had. But the thing about that is, and a lot of people don't understand, was that Will and her were I, split oh. during that time. They had, you know, they were doing their thing and whatnot, but they never knew. They never let anybody know that they were split. They were just like they were split during that time, and they they both had an agreement and whatnot. But with him, he didn't know that he was messing with his son, like his son, their son's uh, best friend. Yeah. So they were close, both of them, because we didn't know that they were dating because the way that they were looking at each other, like they were on on the on the red carpet hugging each other and whatnot, and even on like different posts, he was saying, you know, call her baby and all that stuff. So we were kind of like, well, are they dating? And then come to find out they were dating, and then she, you know, broke it off with him, and um, and he felt like shit. Like, August felt like shit and stuff, and that's when he did the whole entanglement thing, you know, and all that. After she brought it up and said, you know, during that time, you know, this and that. And, you know, like I said, both of them had such a messy thing, and they put it out there on the air. And, of course, a lot of people bash Jada for that, mm-hmm. you know, because of that. But to me, I feel like if you're split and y'all had talked about it, I mean, it was that. But the fucked up thing was, it's like, okay, but the messed up thing is you went with your son's best friend yeah it's weird for so that. that was weird you know that was my only takeaway it's like yeah that's kind of weird for that but mm. the thing about it is is that during that time people were just joking and laughing at real will and stuff because she brought up reason why she was with august and all that stuff saying like will wasn't satisfying her and all this other stuff like just when you say, see will literally like crying in the interview yeah like, he was just well he was sort of kind well, of tearing was, up I yeah should yeah say. but he was you know you could feel the painful yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can tell he was in a vulnerable place, I guess is the best way to put yeah. it. Yeah, but the problem with that is, and this was another thing I want to bring up, it's like a lot of people never understand when you when you put stuff out there, your personal life out there, a lot of people are looking in. A lot of people are going to have opinions. A lot of people are going to say stuff. Then they're going to end up either favoring one person for the other. So, you know, a lot of people are on Will's side because it's like, you know, how could Jada blah, 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 whatnot. But, again... And like I said, I don't know. I know Will was probably out there doing stuff, you know, here and there. Because I mean, like I said, it's both of them that's on it. But for decades, a lot of them, a lot of people didn't like the the Smith family because of the fact that, you know, they were very open, and they were more relaxed on a lot of things. Like he didn't punish the kids. He didn't, you know, do certain things. He didn't, you know, do certain things. And they were just, you know, that. And that's why a lot of people didn't like how they were. But now coming all the way fast forward to this the situation and stuff, like I said, it's a it's a messy situation. Yeah. I feel you know I felt that Will should have talked talked it out with Chris, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know what I'm saying I applaud Chris for not taking you know any legal action because it's like it was a situation. Yeah, it was a situation. It was a moment. Oh, and even handling it the way he did at the Oscars, he could have started flaming Will. He could have started like going off on Jada. Yeah, he could have acted completely unprofessionally. He I really mean, like. So they, I mean, they've released uh, clips since then. I will say that uh, the clip that they've released where Quest Love goes up and like hugs Will on the way up and then stands there, it's kind of weird. Like that's yeah. the first one I saw where he looks like visibly stressed. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, because he was up there and he sees yeah. Quest Love hug him. And he gets like this weird look, like like seriously, and then like just kind of like shrugs it, just kind of like they all go up and kind of pose. Yeah, it's like, and from what I've heard, I heard a lot of people are saying like they've already talked about it. I've also heard people say that they've not spoken at all. Well, the thing is then. that they haven't spoke. I I've gone with they haven't spoke, but I know for sure Chris Polly stood in the back and he just was on his own thing because he was talking with Wanda Sykes. Um, and they were like chilling with her for like the rest of the night and uh, you know doing his own thing and whatnot. But he just was on his tour this week and he is first thing he said was like he still don't know how to process it, but he said, you know, I don't want y'all talking shit about Will. Mm-hmm. That's how humble he is. He's like, I don't want y'all talking about shit about Will, about you know, 
all this. This was the situation. It happened. It's over. Let's all move on. You know, and that's I respect them for that. And you know what? I could agree with them. I'm like, you know, it's a situation that happened. You know, everybody is still up and all trying to figure out what the hell's going on. But at the end of the day, we should all just move on because shit like this happens all the time. That's not even in broadcast. You yeah, know? not 100%. You know, like I said, just like that, like a kid who you constantly see get picked on and he just comes up and whaps the bull- the person who picked on him, <clears throat> 9 out of 10, either they're going to fight or they're going to make up later on. And my, sometimes they make up later on, sometimes they fight, but it's over with. <clears throat> but you should know that kid's not going to take no shit anymore. You know what I'm saying? My uh, my take on part of it is uh, I just um, I just feel like with the situation, it's like I kind of agree with some of the celebrities' takes in the aspect that like they're there for an award ceremony, and from what I heard, like Wanda, I know Wanda got interviewed or someone after, yeah. and she was saying that like the first thing Chris was doing if anyone approached him was apologizing like profusely to them because like it went from the award ceremony to like strictly publicity yeah. for Will and Chris. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, even if they deserved an award or not, basically completely fucking ostracized by this. Yeah. Literally the war in Ukraine was ostracized by this. Yeah. So like that, I understand the aspect that if you look at it from even professionalism, you, you let your emotions get the best of you on a stage to where like some of those people, like you're, like you said, he's already worth $350 million. Even if he doesn't win this Oscar, he's got some Grammys. He's got other things that he has accomplishments. Mm. There's some people there that have never won an award and they are just there to get that one. And that whole moment for them is fucking gone. They can't redo that. Yeah. Grand, I will say that's like a very privileged, it's like, you're also like a, a celebrity with like probably millions of dollars. And if you really want to, if you still get the award and you want to whine about the fact that you didn't get Do you think every single fame, person there is a millionaire? Yes. I don't think that every actor that's at those award ceremonies is like a millionaire. I would assume that most celebrities are being a millionaire is not special anymore. But I'm saying like it's so, not uncommon to have more than a million dollars. Unless you're a triple A actor, you're not getting paid. Like you, you probably maybe like some some of them will literally get paid 20, 40 K for a role and do it for like a year or two. Three, like, I don't think those people are necessarily getting invited to the Oscars a lot of the time. It's though. for how good the role is. It's not how much money they get paid. Yeah, I just I see more big names at the Oscars than well, not. Well, here's my, my thing on it, though. Um, a lot of people are not rich at the Oscars. I mean, most of the people that are there, you, I mean, the ones, that's the ones that are like, getting nominated. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, the they're ones not that poor. Get, well, I know that. But, <laughs> I mean, some of them are rich. But but I can say those who have been nominated are, have, are not rich. I can honestly say that because there are some people who were nominated that was still flat broke. Who? I don't mean that in a bad way, but I'm no, just no, curious. No. It was like back in the I I'm trying to figure out who which one it was. It was like the ones that did like uh like some foreign films. Okay. And stuff. So some of them aren't, you know, that I can't say specifically which actors or actresses because it's been a good minute. So yeah, know, no, you're, but, you're, good. you're good. But I mean, like I, I was say, literally just curious. No, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like because there's some who are rich who are more for. Um, oh, perfect example. Um, that one movie that Tom Hanks was in, uh, Captain Phillips. Um, there was a guy that was nominated for um, for supporting actor. Was that the guy was, that played the Nigerian? Yeah, uh, yeah, captain? that dude. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He ain't rich. Okay. You know, okay. certain ones that are just, you know, who aren't really known, or I think for a fact, some of, what's that one dude? Um, I got to think of the names. I got to look it up later I mean, on. As another example, I would say, like, you could say with, like, the Squid Games, all of those people before the show were completely broke actors. Yeah. And yeah, now they're by fucking, the point that they got nominated rich. for an award, they've already gotten paid for their stuff. I mean, yeah. they're yeah. rich by that point. Yeah. Well, well, but that you have a production. There's no like. There's yeah. no way to. It's like I know Billie Eilish won one of the Oscar. Like he's rich. Like, he's yeah, but she's yeah. done so. I mean, she gained all that shit before she got the Oscar. Yeah, yeah I'm not I even mean, saying the Oscars is tied to the money. Yeah, I'm more yeah. saying, in my opinion, the people that get nominated for Oscars aren't poor people. Yeah. a lot of the time. I'm not saying there's never, but yeah. I would say like. Well, that well, I would say well off. I don't want to say rich. I want to say well off. Like because at, when if you're when i define when i think of rich i think of like they like millionaires and all that but half the dudes or half the people on there are like sort of millionaires but at the same time some of them are like worth like hundreds of thousand dollars cuz y'all remember certain movies and stuff people can like make a good amount but at the same time you know they got other shit they got like they got other ventures that they got going on and Think of the Oscars like a big networking thing, just like the Grammys. Everybody go to the Grammys to network with big name people. 
so they can get some of that. So you can gain something from that, but it's all about the network. Just like when you, if you win an Oscar, what's the number one thing people are gonna say? Oh, you are uh, so and so is uh, Oscar award winner such and such or Oscar award nominee. If you're an Oscar award nominee, guess what? You're gonna be cast in more movies. Mm-hmm. Oscar award winner, guess what? You're gonna be cast in more movies, and your paycheck's gonna go get a little big, a little bigger. Same thing with Oscar nominated people. So, as in getting rich, yeah, you can get rich from that because a lot of people can gain you from that. But overall, I mean, I look at the Oscars as like what I look like at at the like coalition of groups that go on, or like the the music groups, the music festivals and whatnot. You know, what I'm saying award ceremony, like festivals and all that, because it's like it's a big networking place. You know, you can win the award or you can be nominated for the award. But at the end of the day, guess what? Now you finna get more work. Yeah. You feel me? So I look at it as like a way to gain more work and from that. And a lot of people, like I say, some people win, some people lose. But now they know that this person is uh, Oscar nominated or Academy Award nominated so-and-so. And so now they're like, oh, shit. Now we can go ahead and add her on this, our movie. And now we're going to get a lot of traction from that. Yeah. Because a lot of people look at that. They say, oh, this person was nominated by Oscar or whatever. You know, How many people get nominated for an Oscar off like their first acting role, though, versus building up a good amount of accolades first and then getting to the point of an Oscar? I would say like... I think that just depends on the role. Yes, that's it. I, think that I, is, that I don't is know it. if Keith Ledger won an Oscar, but he won a bunch of awards for The Joker. But he was already a good actor. But like for certain people, I think... Who's the guy who did uh, Here's the Here's Johnny, like The Shining? Who, oh, who was that? Uh, Jack, uh, Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Yeah, didn't yeah. he win awards for that movie? He won awards for um, Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Okay. The one who flew over Cuckoo's Nest. But yeah, like if, if you kill it, like if you're like one of the main driving factors between like a multi-million dollar production movie, like that's probably the big selling well, point. I would just say like, and I'm, I don't even mean this in a bad way, but I would mm-hmm. assume that most people that have gotten an Oscar nomination at least have more than a million dollars as far as their net worth goes. I mean, well, I there, also, are, there are going to be also, outliers that say, don't, but I would say for the most part, a lot of them will. No. Because a lot of, it, I mean, the, yes and no, depending on like no. how, how crazy Hollywood is. Because like for a lot of them, the cost of living is crazy. So unless they are, because that's, unless you're constantly busy, you could technically make that much, but still in amongst just bills and stuff, not actually be living like at a level to where you're like wealthy. But you're like man, like maintaining. Well, but if you can afford a, a condo in LA, you have a car fully paid off, and you can afford to eat at any restaurant you want any day of the week. You're a lot better off than like ninety percent of people. So in a certain sure. aspect, you still have a level of wealth. Well, but, but you're, you're saying that's every single person that's in the in that room for the Oscars. There could no, be people I'm there that nominees. are like so, there could be I'm people there that are saying nominees, not people just going in to watch well, the Oscars. I, I will have to but say, I'm saying a lot of those people are still in that caliber. They're like you have supporting actors, you have people where they're not necessarily even mainstream, but they're literally just like B level and C level tier. And that's like their their starting point. Because not yeah. everyone you don't go from like novice to suddenly you're like triple star it's like only those people are in like a one percent where maybe like as a kid star you got put into like macaulay coughlin or elijah wood where you started as a kid star and then you were instantly triple a whereas like a lot of these kids are people they try and they do ads they'll never ever see anything like that yeah so like how many people that do ads that don't get noticed get nominated for the oscars though i mean no people that just do ads get nominated for the oscars (laughs) so but my biggest thing i don't even know how many people have been nominated uh, but my biggest thing, okay, so to answer your question about the you know, rich and nominee and whatnot, Jennifer Hudson is a perfect example. So when Jennifer Hudson started, I mean, she won a, a, she won American Idol and, and all that, but she wasn't a millionaire. So, but she, the first role that she did was Dreamgirls. That was like her first movie role, and she won an Oscar for that. And everything. So that's the perfect example of that. She wasn't rich until she finally got that and she, you know, gained traction. But then she wasn't really getting like really good movie roles. Like she got some decent movie roles, but she didn't really get a lot of good movie roles. Like some of the movie roles were just kind of like, eh, like, you know. But overall, um, I feel that that with, with people who are nominated for Oscars and whatnot. I mean, they significantly have a little bit of wealth, but I wouldn't say they're rich. And I, that's how I look at it. Because, I mean, it's, like I said, it depends on if you're with, um, if you're well-connected. And that's the biggest thing I tell everybody. If you're well-connected, you can get a movie role. 
if someone if you're someone so like someone so knows you or you were um you were trained under this director or whatnot that could definitely put you in different roles you know what i'm saying but if you're you know if but if you've done movies and you finally got something that's going to hit the oscar then you know yeah but you also got to remember too that some of these oscar movies don't do gangbusters you know some of the movies don't hit like the oscar when the oscar season come out some of the movies probably make maybe like fairly 20 million or whatnot it depends on the budget that they put in the movie but it, it's like they don't really do big things unless it was an actual big movie that people were hyped up for but other than that they don't really make that much they don't really you know hit so that's why i say it's kind of a tricky question to ask you know if they're rich or not because most of the movies that they star in are phenomenal but some of them don't make that make that money back unless they're on streaming or you know anything else so but that's a good question though i ain't gonna lie yeah. <laughs> yeah that really gets you thinking you know what i'm saying yeah you know but um but overall like i said i mean with this situation overall i just feel like i said like i say you know people gotta look at it as a bigger picture you know it's one of those things where it was a moment it happened you know it's gonna be stuck in time it's gonna be one of those things that's gonna be you know that's some people gonna talk about for a while but and even then i just recently saw that will smith is stepping back from um the academy so he uh he got himself out of the academy and said, you know, I'll just go ahead and resign because it's, you know, I've, I messed up. I'm heartbroken that I did that. And so he's, he's, he resigned from that. You know, Will, I could tell Will's not like proud. <clears throat> Give me a second here. Oh my God. <laughs> you know? I can tell he's not proud of what he did. I no, mean, like, okay. I'm not even anti Will. I'm not like anti Chris. I mean, I feel like it's, a, it's just a sad situation where like it is. two, not even too much. I feel Will got more caught up in his emotions. Yeah. Um, Chris Rock, as a comedian, you make you make that you take that risk with making jokes. You mm-hmm. don't know when you're gonna uh, piss people off. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, I'm sure he wasn't expecting it, but he probably realized afterwards. Like, even if this joke to me wasn't that bad, like you know, it comes to the territory to a degree. Yeah. You get hecklers and shit all the time, which that's a little more extreme than a heckler, but it's like, yeah, that's also probably low key. They're probably at least acquaintances to a certain degree. They have history together, I would assume. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he probably a little more Chris, personal. I mean, Chris Rock starred in Madagascar with Jada Jada Pinkett. Yeah, so, yeah. Mean, she played Gloria, and he was Marty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Marty. Was he? Yeah, yeah Marty. No, no, he, no, no he Marty's was, the giraffe. Yeah, Marty is the 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 lion. I think Marty's lion. I don't know. I don't remember. That's what I say. I, yeah. Damn, <laughs> how, am I, how am I forgetting my Madagascar? I know, info? man. Madagascar is. It's that slap, you know what I'm saying? But Madagascar 2 returned to Madagascar, bro? Facts. That shit went crazy. Facts. Facts. I gotta see who Marty was, though. <laughs> I thought Marty was the zebra. I thought that's who Chris Rock played. Yeah, yeah, he played. Yeah, yeah, he was a zebra. Okay, okay yeah, yeah, Marty, yeah. yeah. And Wilson right. sugar, honey, iced tea. And then Wilson was <laughs> the bro. fish from yep. Shark Tale. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Did you see the... Did you see the edit of um, the fish from Target? Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. He slaps Marty in the face. Hell yeah. Nah, but yeah, that shit was just crazy, man. It's um, it's uh, it, it's just, like I said, it's one of those things that just kind of kind of shake your head at, but at the same time, it gives you reality of what happens when you fuck with somebody, when you mentally push somebody. I just, yeah. I just don't under- My biggest thing is that, like, I just feel like a lot of people have said way worse stuff about their whole open situation. Like you said, since it's so public, it's just so, I feel like Chris got like the worst end of the stick with yeah, it. Yeah. And, and even at, and this is completely not unrelated, but in like, I don't know if you've heard of this Tyler and I'm going to put I'm going to sneak this in real quick, mm-hmm. but I saw something to where like this guy had been talking about how, since this has all come out, all this new stuff's coming out where like Willow had released or like Jada released like letters that Willow had written to Tupac. And that's like pretty rough. That's like something where I don't know if you've even heard of that, but it's like rough. Or it's just in like regards I, to wait, does she think Tupac's her real dad? It was something like I wish you would come back, or like, and it was like I was like, dude, if this was real and I was well, oh no, no, I'd feel that, like shit. so that situation that was within that same 
month time when they were she, like together not really well no when they had that when she revealed that she was with august you know that she was um she had some written letters to tupac i think after his death or something like that and was talking about you know like how much she missed him and all the other stuff and and everything and that's what really set everybody off to really get pissed off at jada for that because of she said that stuff about you know wishing she had tupac over will and everything and even talked about that's rough yeah what, even talked about what i'm some, saying i thought it was a letter from willow like it no, was like, no no it was for jada what i'm saying like i don't know if it's the same thing then because i saw it was like they like showed it and it was like it was like written in crayon or something it was literally like a kid's like letter i have to check that out but we got one more minute so um we'll be right back with y'all in a minute because right now we got to regroup <laughs> um and next up we're going to talk a little bit um we're going to go another subject talk a little bit about our favorite disney movies and then my little reviews so we were right back yeah so go use the bathroom get some popcorn it's about to get crazy on god william kiss kiss want to check out some dope short films and some awesome music videos go on a misfit inlet you can always check it out on odyssey and patreon misfit inlet is owned by the husband and wife mark and amber yates it's a very dope project that they have right now which is a last mill in anarchy and base race laps and honestly, those are the dopest things you could check out on the sites. Make sure y'all go on the link on their Instagram, a misfit inlet. And definitely check out their videos because honestly, these guys are phenomenal. And also tell them that your boy Luchi Long Wolf sent you. <laughs> that is a misfit inlet on both Odyssey and Patreon.
We are back in the building. Sorry we took it on so long. Had <laughs> to get right real quick. Oh God. But uh my boy Frankie got some stuff to to say. Go ahead and you got the mic right now, Frank. Got the mic. Okay, shit. Um, shout out to EXO, shout out to Aerospace, shout out to Rav, shout out to Kill Bill, shout out to Square. Uh went to their concert. What was that last Wednesday? I think so. Yeah, last Wednesday at the uh Crowbar. Yep. Yeah, at the Crowbar. Anybody? Shout out to Crowbar. Shout out to my boy Tom uh, Tom DeBarge. Hey. Hell yeah, is he the, is he the owner? He's uh he's the owner of that bar. Okay, hell yeah. Good shit, good shit. Dropping yeah. a little history. I like that. Um the performance was fucking amazing. I mean, Aerospace had a crazy amount of energy. Um how would I even like describe their they're like new age hip hop? They they all kind of have a different vibe, I would say. Kill Bill's more of a, I would almost say he blends like. It's it's, how fuck. I would say I don't to, even to segue with that. I would probably say they're more like the earlier version of Off Future, but have a more spoken word aesthetic to them. That's yeah. That's actually a pretty good summation. So, of it. They're yeah, like, they're like I, a new little collective like. A little, yeah, because yeah, if y'all, I, I know y'all listen to Our Future, or you know, yeah, yeah, I gotta listen to Our Future. But if you haven't listened to Our Future, they were a very collective group. Uh, and it's the group that Tyler Creator came from, um, that that he formed, and, and you know, but there was different artists that was in that group, and they had their different styles. But, um, like I said, it was earlier work, so he had like it was so his style was more like spoken word, you know sort of hip hop, but he was still rap rapping. So that I can honestly vouch and say that um that Frank is telling the straight up truth. Y'all need to definitely listen to his artists. No, nah, they're um, gonna be big. I swear right. to, I truly believe they'll come up. They yeah. uh they were in Ebor and then they went from Ebor to Miami and then they went from Miami, I think back to Orlando. Orlando. And then they went from Orlando to I believe Austin, Texas. Yeah, so they're on tour right now. Um their performance live was amazing. I know some people have those issues where you, you hear people and you're really like you question, will it be as good live? I think they put on an amazing show. Their sound at place yeah, Ebor was, was amazing. Uh, they're actually truly like there is, you know, it's them singing. They're definitely not, you know, bullshitting with that. So I thousand percent respect the performance aspect. And overall, like uh, me being more of a new um, listener, uh, it was definitely very inspiring to uh, see them do their thing and to be like very passionate about it. Uh, they even had a segment where they talked about how like Square, one of their members just quit his job finally to like commit to this full time. And I mm. talked to him like after I said like, hey, like good luck. And he seemed kind of nervous about it. So like, you know, it's like, I know that was kind of like weird to talk with say, but it was more just like, you know, you can tell that it's definitely not like easy. So mm. I know like, you know, I respect the, the the real hustle and like, you know, you're putting yourself out there to really do it yeah. and they're definitely doing that. So, well, and they're genuine. That's like, that's the really cool thing to me. All of them are like legitimately like just chill people, real people. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, that's, that's real though, because I mean, you don't have artists like that. Most of the artists that you see who are like that are just starting out or who have been putting in work or who have been doing shows here and there, small bars and decent venues and all that. Those are the ones who are hungry. And mm -hmm. listening to his his music, I can attest. Listen to his music. What I've heard so far, I love it. And a lot of people who know me know that I don't really like listen to a lot of mainstream people and like that. I always fucks with the the underground, the the indie artists. And I can tell you, man, I always show so much love for the indie and underground artists because, like I said, we've I've grown up in around that scene. I've, mm -hmm. I've been around that people and you know explaining that i mean it's it's hard and and it's definitely hard especially when you quit your job and you're doing that full time and these the sacrifices that come with it to be able to make it it's big mm -hmm. and, you know what i'm saying and it's kind of hard to even balance when you're an artist it's, it's def definitely hard to balance trying to work a regular job and then trying to do shows and then you know that's oh because yeah you know, you have your bosses that are telling you, well, you can't do it because you got this going on, that going on. And I say I commend those who sacrifice that. And those are the ones who have real music, who have real dreams, who have real ambition. But I always tell people who have that ambition, make sure you plan that shit. Do not go out there balls deep 
without a plan, without a backup plan. Because trust me, you can sacrifice a lot of stuff. But come with sacrifices, you're not going to eat. You're not going to have a roof over your head. You're not going to be doing that. It all depends on what you do. And I tell you this as an artist myself. If you are sacrificing something, you make sure you are ready for that. You know? And like I said, with Aeros, you know, what's his what name again? Aerospace? So, yeah, Aerospace. Yeah, so Aerospace and his whole crew, man, major salute to y'all, man. I will definitely catch one of your shows one of these days whenever y'all come back down. Um, and I mean, is there, I, I know I took a little bit from it, but. Oh, no, you good, uh, what, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed the music. Yeah, I dude. Yeah, dude. Um, I would say give them a little insight of of the of this artist if you of aerospace himself. Yeah, he's like he's a Washington D.C. artist. He's from the D.M.V. Um, he he's just he's really deep as far as <clears throat> what his lyrics uh, convey. Uh, you you can tell that he's grown up and had like a very real. Uh, I don't want to say rough existence, but definitely not an easy journey. And he's really grown into a solid, like super dynamic, super talented person through it. And really, I feel like as far as someone captivating their, their pain and the negatives and the positives and melding those kind of melancholy, like vibes into a, a, a musical production he he's really mastered it like in my opinion he's done it better than anybody else i've heard i feel like to call him sad boy rap or some shit is almost insulting it's like he's he's truly like in his own field in his own genre in the aspect that i feel like he's taken elements of what people would consider sad boy rap of what people would consider uh punk hardcore of what people would consider like traditional Griselda, uh, you know, like Griselda, like Buffalo, New York, like yeah. upper New York, uh, like East Side uh, style rapping. And he's he's blended them into this this perfect, unique little thing. And it is just really, it's really captivating and it, it's beautiful in its own regard. I mean, like what he does, in, in my opinion, is truly art. It's like, it, it's it's crazy to see how he balances what he does and how he does it so successfully. Like it, it's, he's crazy. I really feel like everyone should check him out. That's deep. I definitely will tonight, man. I definitely will tonight. Um, I will say also, <clears throat> not to be rude at all, I don't want to overshadow the other members of the group as well. Um, I know Frank technically, or sorry, Two Dang knows more than I do about it. So, oh uh, yeah, I could talk a little bit about the other artists. Too. Rav, I know Rav is from. Rav is originally from literally Soviet Russia. Like in the '90s, he was born in the '90s when Russia was still under Soviet. We don't have to go super into it. Oh no, I'm I'm gonna give like <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna give like little. Um, but essentially, like he he eventually moved to uh, England. Um, he'd been work, you know, he started rapping when he was like 12, 13. He like he's been working on EXO for the past ten years. You know, he got the label rights. He's he's kind of like I don't, you know, more of like the orchestrator. I would say he's really like the person that's kind of been seated at like kind of getting everything structured. And actually being the the anchor to a lot of a lot of the fruition of the actual label, so I mean that's super impressive. Um, his music is, I would say, softer than than Eros, not in a bad way, but more just like um, heartfelt, like uh, airy and melodic in a nice way. Um, some of his songs are almost more reminiscent of like a like '90s pop rock but modified in a modern like hip-hop way i mean it works really well i feel like i'm describing it kind of badly but if, if you check his shit out you'll kind of get what i mean but he he also has kind of his own unique sound where he 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 gets inspiration from like tribe called quest i know pretty significantly like you know just check his shit out he's great he's amazing kill bill um he's from north a carolina, lot of, right? yeah he's from north carolina you can tell he's <laughs> He's got some uh, shit under the Jinzo the Trap Lord. Uh, that's one of his like uh, aliases, um, where you can tell he's really inspired by like Houston uh, Screw to a degree and like Three Six Mafia type shit. He does more of that type of stuff. Um, but he, I would say he's in a similar bracket to Rav as far as like what his genre maintains. Um, but in his own lane. Uh, he he takes influence from like I, I know we like stuff uh, like anime, he likes uh, video games, so you can hear a lot of like video game beat samples and shit in a lot of the beats that he's chosen or produced. Um, nice. 
he's, I mean, he's got slow songs. He's got like trap rap type stuff. I mean, he's, he's great. And then Square, I haven't explored all of Square's discography, but he, he does more of like a, he's more musical, I would say more like traditional, like singing with a lot of his stuff. And like, he can still rap too. Um, I mean, he's really got his own flavor. I mean, like he's, he's really unique. I can't really compare him to an artist and I, li I like what he does. I, I want to check out more of his stuff and get more behind it. Cause I, I've the features that I've heard him in, I really enjoy him in. I just haven't had a chance to like listen through his albums. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're all excellent. They're all amazing. I mean, I, like I said, I think give it like five years and they, they'll be close to a household name. I mean, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. It was one of my most, it was honestly one of my favorite uh, hip hop live performances that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. <clears throat> amazing show. True that. You True can tell that. they care about the production. That's like something important. Yeah. And you know what? That's, that's what makes an artist who he is, man. It's, if you are very real and love your art and willing to invest in your, your sound and all that, I mean, the sky's the limit. And like I, I was telling my homeboy, shout out to Timmy B, uh, is you got to always make a plan on what you're going to do. Put money aside to invest in yourself. And go with a plan that is going to put you to the next level. Because if you don't, then you're just doing it for no reason. You're just doing it in vain. Just like how um, I always hear from a lot of A&Rs that I used to talk to, tell me the same thing. They say, you know, make sure you have a budget behind your, your, your vision. Mm. Make sure you have not only that vision, but your authenticity to that vision. Mm. If you're not authentic and you're just putting a budget behind making, trying to make more money, then you're not going to last that long. Whereas if you're an artist who can balance that and be able to show yourself as authentic as you can, I mean, anything is possible. Yeah. Well, it's like if you're genuine and you're actually putting out good music that, that you yourself are behind, mm -hmm. the marketing will almost come with it. I mean, it'll, it'll yeah. almost be secondary in a sense that, like, as long as you just post yourself being yourself, I mean, if you're a good energy, like, yeah. the, the music will reciprocate and eventually you should catch something. Yeah. I, I agree with that 100%, man. I feel like they will make very far. They will make it to that point and... If they just keep going and all and biggest thing is supporting each other. Biggest thing, top thing. If you have a group, support each other. Because if you don't, then you're not is you're not gonna go that far. Or you're gonna end up kind of splitting up because you're not able to work with that other person and everything. And that kind of just messes up that I hope I mean, as I say, I hope that they really not only just a group, but individually, you know, still support each other. Yeah, no, 100%. You can yeah. tell they're, they're incredibly tight-knit. Yeah. They, you know, they're, they all also independently stand on their own feet. And the aspect that, like, outside of the collective, they are also their own artists with their own followings, their own unique, like, uh, demographics of people that enjoy their music. Mm -hmm. um, it's just all of their sounds mix really well. Yeah. What they do separately comes together collectively in a way that's i don't want to say bigger than what they are because they're all amazing artists but it's like it's special special yeah. is the best way to put it there you go because i mean my biggest thing is is that you can have that collective group but there's always that one artist where they might be discovered by somebody bigger and whatnot and and all that stuff so my biggest thing for that is you know i hope that they continue growing together going up together and and really not try to go i mean yes make it mainstream but at the same time go at a way that you could smart you could be smart enough to take a distribution deal more than you take the actual deal yeah you know what i'm saying well that's kind of what the how they're minded for them i think they they want all their own masters they want mm -hmm. full rights to um how they want to produce their shit yeah like they they're purposely doing this independently in a sense, I, I almost feel like partially to prove that, like, you can do it. Like, it's really yeah. possible if you put in the time and you have the talent. Yeah. Because, you, you know, we've seen, through hip-hop, you've seen so many people get burned with bad deals. You've seen so many people sign bad deals with companies, you know, getting, like, $2 million advances or whatever the fuck, but getting slated down for, like, 
so you know multiple albums where they're gonna most likely not know how to invest that money and lose it before they actually contractually fulfill that yeah and then they're stuck in a position where they have to make music for a company and the company's not obligated to pay them you know they still get like tormer you know there's still ways for them to make money but yeah like it's a dangerous road and like there's there's more avenues i've been seeing a couple like pro not programs but like uh companies that allow you to essentially become like your own record uh label like they allow you to like set shit up through their app and they take like maybe 10 percent of your royalties so in a sense like there's still a cut but you you have ownership of everything that you do exactly and that that's like the key with it like a lot of people are realizing it is a lot more wise in the long run to hold on to your masters and make sure that you own your music um, same thing with samples, like checking out your samples and shit, making sure that you're not going to have to like pay someone fucking 40% royalties because you sampled a song that uh, Universal actually has copyrighted. Yeah, but, um, see, that's the tricky part about it, man. It's like, it's, it's very, it's very tricky because they, like a lot of people don't know the whole game of you got to make sure everything's clear. You got to make sure you're, you got your stuff, you know, sent through to get, you know, make sure that you register your songs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot to really put into releasing a song because you go just release a song any kind of way you shape or form. But if you want it to pop or whatnot, you got to make sure to get it registered so that way it can pop. Yeah. But, you know, like I say, it's a lot, it's a lot to go into the game and I always recommend people make sure to research before you start doing it. Research to to promote your music, research, make sure that you got your stuff secured rather than just jump in, release track after track after track, and then, you know, just say, oh, okay, I'm getting it. I'm like, well, you're getting all that, but are you getting paid, though? Or are you, you know, being solidified on that? You yeah. Know? Cause, no, 100%. You know what I'm saying? It's good. And and I also want to make – I always want – I will just want to make a, a – a valid point on my end is yeah. that I am not all about the money. And I always say, say that, you know, I know I always talk about getting paid and whatnot. I'm talking about if you are very serious about this and you want to spread your music all over because it can be picked up somewhere. But the biggest thing that a lot of people need to understand is that when you're dropping your music on something, you need to know who's getting paid behind it. You know, because if you're not going to get paid, you don't want somebody else getting paid off your shit. Mm-hmm. So that's my biggest thing. And that's why I say make sure you do your research. Make sure you know what all these sites are are taken from that and you go from there. Because if you don't, then all those sites are going to make a lot of money. You ain't going to make shit. That's why a lot of people deal with uh, a site that I cannot say because I have it run through them. But, you know, just having that site, you know, through there and everything. But, um, but yeah, it's it's something that I feel that a lot of people need to research if you ever want to get into the music industry. And I do want to say, you know, for certain, uh, just a little, just a little reminder or whatnot to anybody who are into it. I mean, I've been in it, so you know, just make sure you do your research. Make sure you you are ready for the sacrifices, and make sure you stay true to yourself on that you know that's my three things of advice for it for from an artist to another artist you know but overall definitely gonna check out that group hell yeah bro i mean they're, they're the know, best the best underground group i know that's, that's what i love to hear that's what i love to hear i'm definitely gonna check them out you know thank you for the plug in thank yeah, you for of course, the plug bro. In. of course you know what i'm saying uh i do want to give a quick um a quick moment of silence sort of towards my homeboy the home my homeboy who first put me on stage you know first time ever believed in us when we didn't well make it in in this music game i want to give a major r.i.p rest in paradise to my homeboy bo young uh he passed away about a couple of days ago uh so i just want to give a of a like a major Thank you to him and a rest in peace to him because without him, I would have never gotten the courage to get on stage. You know what I'm saying? And and like I said, he believed in us when nobody else didn't want to put us on stage. Um, and 
from there on, you know, like I say, I kind of a little bit upset that I didn't get a chance to talk to him for a good minute. But, you know, I just hope he knows that I'm very thankful for that. And uh, I will always cherish the memory of that. Um, and, yeah, so RIP to my homeboy, Bo Young. Uh, my condolences, bro. Say my yeah. condolences, man. I'm sorry about that. Most of, most of. Um, so got a, lot, got a couple of minutes on some stuff. So we're just going to – I'm just going to go ahead and speed through these two reviews real quick. Uh, first review – Bel Air, uh, I have to say, loved it. Um, I expected, I didn't expect it to be that good, but it's actually that good. Was Chris Rock in it? Oh, no, <laughs> he's gonna be in next season, though. Damn, <laughs> but Marlon Wayne was on it, though. Woo. Yeah, I was, I was surprised. So, that that last episode, Marlon Wayne was on, Marlon Wayne was on it. Um, overall, I mean. The series is a big departure from the beginning, from the from the series back in the '90s, but it's really good. I think honestly, and and then when they modernized it, it was perfect. Um, a lot of changes to the characters were really good. I like what they did with Ashley. Uh, well, Ashley, I like what they did with um with um, Hillary. Off of there, you know, they made her do like more stuff, and I'm happy that they did that. Um, big shout out to Jazz, the guy who plays Jazz. I love his character. He was the best character out of the entire series. I'm not even gonna lie. I mean, Jazz off the old one was, you know, sort of like Will's sidekick, but mm. this Jazz like dropped knowledge. Like this man was woke. Like this man was the truth. Like he would be like the type of dude that I would love to have around me. Like if I know I'm gonna fuck up, he's gonna tell me, "Hey, bro, like." You know, get back on get back on that path again. That's yeah. what I love about this jazz. And okay. out of all the characters out there, I love jazz the most. Um, the guy who plays Will off of there is phenomenal. I mean, he got all emotions, all the emotions of of Will Smith. You know, and he maybe really, not all of them. No emotions, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to go there. Um, we already went there. Oh, exactly. <laughs> um. But yeah, he he did really well. Uh, I want to see him in other roles, man. I want to see him how he he grow on other roles. You feel me? Um, but overall, the series I give it a nine point five out of ten. Ooh, damn. Yeah, it was really phenomenal. It was really good. Damn, uh, damn shit. That's pretty, yeah, that's a pretty high number. Yeah, most definitely. It's on Peacock. If y'all have Peacock, is that it? Is it the only thing it's on? Yeah. Wow. Peacock exclusive? Yep. Peacock Interesting. exclusive. Interesting. $5. $5. $5. That's half uh, a Disney Plus. What am I talking about? I know, right? <laughs> Lord have mercy. No, have mercy. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> what was your second review? Okay, my second review is Moon Knight. So, first episode, mm. I just watched Moon Knight. And gotta say, I fucking love it. It is a dope show. Um, it's very different than any other Marvel show that's been on there. Um, I give a, I definitely want everybody to check that show out. It's really good. Um, for those who don't know Moon Knight, Moon Knight is a, it's basically, they want to say it's like a Batman clone, but he's more different than that. Like he has, um, he has these powers from this Egyptian God. And he's basically his avatar to, you know, to try to prevent other gods from coming to Earth. And it's such a good show because it also showcases anybody who has DID, which is uh, that this, the, the social... This, this, Dissociative like, identity. Yeah, story. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. So it has that. And, and I mean, just the way they did it on this show... It's something I've never seen really in any movie or any other show. So this is brand new that I've seen, and I love it. And a lot of people are, quote-unquote, confused, but I'm like, you need to watch the show. Like, really, really watch the show, and you'll get what, what what's going on. But I love it, and I really hope that they'll have, like, maybe a season two or whatnot. But if they just do a one-off series, that's I'm fine with that. Um and yeah, I mean, I I really hope he's just doing his own thing and not connected. But if he is, make a Midnight Suns series or a movie. 
If you could do a Midnight Suns movie, I would die happy in peace. <laughs> Cause I love Midnight Suns. You feel me? Um, but overall, we got a little bit of five minutes left. So out of those two uh, movies, Tyler, if you can only see one, or sorry, not movies, TV shows, which one would you choose over the other? Moon Knight or Bel Air? Okay, well, it just depends. If you are more of an action-packed, you know, thought-provoking, stuff like that, I would watch uh, Bel Air. I'm playing around. I'll watch <laughs> Moon Knight. <laughs> I'll watch Moon Knight. <laughs> Moon Smith. <laughs> yeah, Moon Smith. Will Knight. Exactly. And Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Bless. Oh shit. Coming from space. Exactly. But yeah, but yeah, that, mm-hmm. if you are big on MCU action pack stuff or just a casual whatever, watch Moon Knight. But if you like to watch like uh what's that one show? Um that one show that's on on uh, CW it's all American. That's what it is. So if you like all American or whatever, and you watch Bel Air because it's a really good drama, you know, something to really check out. But overall, I'm excited what they got next coming up next with um with uh Moon Knight. Hey, exactly because it's still, it just started, so we're on episode one, so we're gonna see how the series go out. Oh, one big series I need to shout out, which has not been end up saying, which I'm kind of upset with everybody right now. I want to slap the shit out of everybody like Will Smith. Uh, why is no one talking about Atlanta? I am pissed off no one's talking about Atlanta. I thought people were talking about Atlanta. And some people, people talk about Atlanta. Talking, but... I've, heard, I've, heard a little, I've heard whispers here and there. I don't even know if I've heard of Atlanta. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that the show that uh, um, uh, uh, got a childish Gambino? Yeah, yeah. Bro, it's a city. Gosh, <laughs> fucking damn it, dude. Yeah, it's where they filmed The Walking Dead and the zombies are still there. Dude. Exactly. Yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. oh my God! Weeds the show. <laughs> oh my God! Someone's getting eaten outside of the Raising Canes. Yeah. Oh wait, no, that's that's the wrong area. That's somewhere in Nevada. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> that sounds fire though. Raising, raising canes, canes, bro. Soul gas, bro. Shout out Raising Canes, bro. You raised you a go, good man. Go raising Canes, bro. <laughs> or whatever. Sorry. <laughs> facts, mm. facts. No, but that show Atlanta was really it's really phenomenal. If y'all ever like Twin Peaks or any like weird out of the mind shit. Watch that show. This is phenomenal. They're okay. on the third season right now. And the first episode was insane. Uh, actually, both episodes were insane. It was hilarious, but insane at the same time. Uh, well, the first episode was kind of sort of depressing, but then had a good ending. Uh, it's basically about this black kid who was showing out in school and then got trouble. And then his black mom told him to get you know, you're going to get adopted by white people and they're going to kill you. And so it oh, just God went, yeah, good. and then it went crazy. So and she then, was honest. Yeah, she was honest. Like, he did get adopted by white people and they tried to kill him. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just like a metaphor. No, they she don't. was just like. No, she did metaphor, but. But it was real, it, so it, it was real. not a metaphor. Yeah. Okay. So they showed out Double the metaphor entendre. for that. Yeah. So, yeah, it was crazy. And then the second episode uh, was really crazy. I did not know. In Sweden, or in, yeah, in Sweden or Amsterdam, they have a thing called Center Claus. What's Center Claus? Bruh. He's like, I, a, he's like a spicy Santa. Is he a bra moment? Bruh. Center Claus is bruh. basically, it's basically Santa Claus. Very spicy. But all the kids wear blackface. Oh, no. Yeah, it's a real thing. Wait, well, why? Why because they do that? because the the kids go down the chimney with him, or they go up the chimney and try to see if he's come up there, oh, and their so face kids. is all black. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's like that. But fifteen seconds left on the show, so I want to say okay. <laughs> I'm playing around thirty seconds, but <laughs> wow! So we're gonna end it with that. <laughs> That's right. You heard it here. Facts on facts. So with that being said, it's your boy, it's your boy Luigi Longwood. And the South. It's your boy today. Tell and me what you want. What you really, really want. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what I want, what I really, really want. <laughs> and don't paint your zig, uh, <laughs> And don't paint your face black. <laughs>